0: Hello, welcome again to our Wee Football Show here on Belfast Live. Paul Lehman, Glentoran legend, is here as always. And our special guest this week is former Cliftonville midfielder Barry Johnson, a man who won back-to-back league titles plus other things with the club. Barry, you're welcome. Thanks, Sarah. And you are back at Solitude as a coach. Nice one.
1: Uh come out of the blue, to be honest with you. I was coaching at the under eighteens. I've been there about a year, obviously after I retired, and we were doing really well, cracking my team, some brilliant players that Degu O'Hara stole on me for the under-20s, so <laughs> we were cruising along nicely, and then I got a phone call from Barry Gray two Sundays ago, asked me what to come up and give a hand, and of course, you know, you'd do anything for Cliff and once I lifted the phone, you know, yeah. then it me away. So.
0: Well, you had two spells as a player. Uh, it must feel as though you're back home. It
1: feels like I've never left the place to be honest with really the <laughs> under-18s train... Monday, Wednesday, play on a Friday. All at solitude, so never away from place. The black balls and the pitch are stuck all over the thing. The missus is still complaining about them being all round the house, so <laughs> nothing's really changed.
0: <laughs> Wives do complain, you
1: know. <laughs> Easy, Jackie, don't get me in trouble.
0: He could play.
2: Yeah, Barry was an outstanding player for Cliftonville. Great servant for them as well. And you know, the, two, the team that won back-to-back titles, he was a mainstay in that team himself. And Ryan Catney, very strong in the middle of middle of the park for Cliftonville. And Mainstay, stay, uh, Yeah, so, you know, formidable uh, midfield parent, both of them, and Barry was a, uh, was a great player for them in, in that team, and uh, great success with
0: Cliftonville, it's a club he loves. And I have to say, he and Ryan Catney were a top duo in midfield.
2: Yeah, they really were. I mean, that, that team, that whole team that won the back-to-back titles, was there was quality throughout that team, but the spine of the team, you know, the, the center half, the midfield power... And, of uh, Barry and, and Ryan and then you had obviously Gormley and Boyce up front as well such a good team but you know the amount of work that the two midfielders got through was, was so important for that team and they were you know, a, a very strong parent at that time for them Yeah,
0: We'll talk more about your career later but we'll start with uh, <coughs> the uh, three quarterfinals of the Tenants Irish Cup which were played, they were delayed because of uh, weather conditions a few weeks ago and uh, Tuesday night and uh, we have to start with Linfield nil, Cliftonville one. Big result,
1: uh, massive result for us. It, um, coming off with of such a good result against Crusaders on Saturday. Um, same team, nothing changed, and then to go and perform probably not the greatest performance we'll have all year. Certainly, it wasn't close to the Saturday, but um, got away with a clean sheet. Probably lucky they came in at halftime nil nil, mm. and then second half, you know, to get a couple of instructions across carried them out then.
0: So Linfield will not be happy going out of the cup, of course, but they were playing well?
1: They were, they were decent. They were um they had a couple of chances. Bam Leeson and goals kept us in it, you know, the, the first half. Definitely three or four great saves. And then um we were kind of on top in the second half, just to you know, maybe slightly better, but once we bought Rory Hargan on, he was able to get his foot on it, control mm. the game a bit better. Great three ball for Joe I and mean, when Joe's one on one, you know, nine times out of ten he's gonna score so that was it. One goal was always going to win that game.
0: But ten minutes from then, it's a great time to score.
1: That's great for playing because you don't really look. But see, when you're standing on the sideline, you're coaching, you look up and you see ten minutes. It's, it's a long ten minutes to get in. So
0: That's a big result. Reaction to that result?
2: Yeah, it, it was a massive game for, for both clubs. Obviously, their last chance of, hmm. of silverware. Pressure probably on both managers, both squads and it was always going to be a tight game as, as Barry said, one goal was, was going to win it in the end and it's a huge result for, for Cliftonville, a massive goal from, from Joe Gormley, gets them in the semi-final now, well they'll fancy they'll, they'll go all the way to the final now, and it's a huge result for Cliftonville but it's a really bad one for Linfield
0: Big downer for Linfield isn't it and David Healy
2: It is obviously the success that they had last season, winning three trophies, winning the double strengthening the squad this season, the expectations would have been high again yeah. this season, they're always high at Linfield the pressure's always on the manager, but you know, to go out of the, the cup, their last chance of winning something, there'll be a wee bit of pressure on David Haley. But I think people have gotta remember David Haley's still a young manager. The success that he had last season was, was phenomenal. But he's obviously still finding his way in management. He's he's sort of young into the management game and you know, I don't. I think Linfield will still give give David Healy time to, to try and rebuild the team again and, and have an assault on the, the league and cup again next year. But well, it, it is disappointing for him, Jackie.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, Coleraine won, Glenn Torren nil.
2: Yeah. Black was,
0: tie job for you today, Lieber.
2: Yeah, I was at the game. I, I just I thought it was going to be a good game, and I travelled up to the game with, with with my old teammate Darren Lockhart and big crowd of Glenn Torren following. You know, the Irish Cup agains last chance of some silverware for them, maybe a chance to get into Europe and uh, I think the first half an hour, Coleraine were much the better side.
0: Of course, Darren McCauley scored after nine minutes Yeah, so. he
2: scored and it was a fortunate goal, it sort of bobbled over Elliot Mars. it seemed to be a routine save and the balls mm-hmm. took a, a bobble and the pitches beat him. But Coleraine were well on top of the first half an hour and then Glen came into the game and in the second half they pushed Coleraine all the way, they had several chances to, to get back into the game but unfortunately they just didn't take their chances but Glen are much improved. You can see there's a little bit of a buzz about the place and, they're happy with what's been going on the last three or four games under Ronnie and mm. you know they were just unfortunate last night they could have got something out of it but you know they'll be going into Saturday's game full of confidence after the performances that they've put in recently
0: and uh, I should borrow that black <coughs> tie from you because I was at Bellamy United one Larne the Galacticos two <laughs> yeah. and I have to say Larne with their second half performance and their two goals then deserved it
2: yeah anyone I've spoken to that, uh, have said that in the second half certainly Larne with a better side and and they were worthy winners in, in the end and it's well documented that Balomina have had a lot of injuries and they have been going through a rough time of late but mm. I still expected Balomino to go through in that one. But full credit to Lauren, you know everyone says they're a championship team, but they are a championship team, but they've got some great players in their team, people like McDade, Tommy Stewart, Marty Donnelly who mm. you, you said was outstanding on, on the night. So you know, Lauren could be an upset for anybody on their day and, and you know, last night it, it seemed to click for them and they've got into a new semi-final. It's a, it's a bit of a fairy tale for them and they'll hope that continues.
0: And the Lauren money man was there from Purple Bricks, <coughs> Kenny Bruce, and uh, they're all the way to Cheltenham as we speak for a day out. The drink will go down very nicely, I would think. But uh, Marty Donnelly, <coughs> uh, whom I'm very fond of as a player and as a person, he was the best player in the field. And I just wonder, he couldn't get a game at Clifton?
1: Um, sometimes your face just fits, you know. Yeah. It's just, some, some manager like you, some are not. I don't think it was a case of he um he couldn't get a game or his face didn't, you know, the manager didn't like him. I just think Marty wanted to play more. Yes. You know, obviously coming on sub and maybe playing two games, resting for two games and then stuff like that, you know. Marty didn't like that. he just wanted to play every game, but certainly, in my opinion, he, um, he's definitely a premiership player all day long. Nice. And Larne are very lucky at him.
0: Top player. Uh, semi-final draw be played at the end of March. Coleraine against Larne and Cliffville against Loch Gall. Beware, Loch Gall, Marty, before you start measuring that suit for the final.
1: Certainly, you know. Um, look what they've done against Glenavon. Glenavon are above us in the league and absolutely flying. Lock all went and turned them over on their own pits, so certainly they'll get all the respect, you know, that the that the demand. Being honest with you, cup teams, cup games, you know, a one-off, and any team can beat anyone in one day, so we'll have to be um, very well prepared for it.
0: Looking back to last Saturday, five league games, uh, Warren Point and Gannon, it was postponed, and uh, a big turn-up, Barry right. Cliftonville three, Crusaders one, massive result.
1: It was unbelievable, and it was um. Jackie, to be honest, the game was over in the first 20 minutes. It, we just came right out of traps, absolutely flying. You could kind of tell before the game, the boys were really buzzing for it, you know, in the changing room. And um uh, just came out and it was kind of like whenever you referred to me and Ryan Cadney, it was kind of like that type of performance. We used to go out and try and kill teams off in 20 minutes. Yes. Boys did that on Saturday. I thought Liam Bagnall and MacDonald in midfield were absolutely outstanding. And Chris Curran was mm. head and shoulders above everyone else in the pitch. And for those 20 minutes, we just bombarded them our chances this game and then we were able to see the rest of the game out.
0: And Leaper, three down they were in 16 minutes, Crusaders. And I was at Bellamina commentating in that game and a Korean supporter, he showed up to me, he says, Jackie, 16 minutes gone, it's 3-0. I said, for Crusaders? He says, no, <laughs> Cliftonville. I says, what? Big jolt for the crews. It, it is because,
2: you know, they've obviously been on a 20-game unbeaten run in the, in the league since October, they come off the back of the result against Glen Glenavon, where the second half performance—you know—I spoke to Stephen and he said it was one of their best performances. So they were going into that game full of confidence, expecting to go to Cliftonville and get get three points. But you know, after twenty minutes, as Barry said, the game's over. And I think the third the third goal and Brian Jansen was very silly. He's kicked out at, at Harney. I think Harney, it was. yeah. And he's given away a penalty. And I think at three 0 it's a mountain to climb. At two 0 you've always got a wee chance in games. And crusaders did create chances on the day as Cliftonville created some chances of their own as well but Crusaders did have chances of their own at 2-0 you, you can get back in the game but I think at 3-0 as Barry said the game was always over and that was a shock result and it's, it'll put a little bit more pressure on Crusaders now because Coleraine picked up the points at, at Ballymina there's only a two point gap now and coleraine has got that little bit of momentum still going they've only lost one game all season mm. their form has been fantastic and the league race is wide open again which is great for us when we're talking yeah, about yeah, it yeah of course
0: yeah. Uh, three and a half years Cliff Will haven't beaten Crusaders in the league but I'm just thinking you've been there for two games you've beaten Crusaders and you've beaten Linfield in the cup can't be all down to you surely
1: Jackie, you know me well no, it's I was, I, listen, I was just brought in to try and you know, give a place a lift I couldn't believe that there was actually anything wrong what, the training, the tempo was unbelievable there was it looked like there was no reason for me to be there you know mm. those because it was two big That's games That's said to you <laughs> <laughs> Probably because it was probably a bad week for me to go in because it's a big game if you can't get lifted for a Crusaders game you shouldn't be a Cliftonball player yeah. so just going in and speaking to Joe and Rory and stuff you know you knew they were well up for it so I think this week will be a different week you know it's Carrick. you know no disrespect yeah. but it's not the top two CAG will be a tough team in well, yeah. so it'll be a different week this week I'm sure
0: Yeah you play against the lesser teams you think of it's only Carrick, It's only Balhamal artists.
1: But that's what a I bad a,
0: trap to fall into.
1: I think that's been a problem with club this year. It's that mm. consistency. You know, big games have looked after themselves, but um, teams against the lower, you know, in the lower half of the table, have been the ones have let slip. So hopefully we can turn it around this week.
0: Alameda United nil, Coleraine two. Just two points in it, and overall for Oren, good day.
2: Yeah, it was a good day. Obviously with the, the the Crusaders result, you know they've got themselves back to two point, just two points behind. Um, some big games coming up, and the big thing for Rain that I was I was reading, I think it was their fourteenth clean sheet in the league. Hmm. They've got the best defensive record. It's another clean sheet at Balmain, and you know if they're keeping clean sheets with the attacking players that they have, they're always going to have a chance. And I think rain has gone under the radar a wee bit of recent weeks. Everyone's been talking about Crusaders.
0: Yes, as if Colerain are yeah. drifting away from yeah. it.
2: But but they're still there. Yeah. And you know they can do the double. They're, they're still the only team that can do the double. In the semi-final of the Irish Cup, they're only two points behind, and they've got real momentum. And you've got to give them tremendous credit. And as I said before, the league race is wide open again, and I'm looking forward to to seeing these big games coming up. the First game of the splits obviously Crusaders against uh, uh, Coleraine on, on Easter Tuesday. That's going to well, be a least massive
0: game. Crusaders have that game at home.
2: They do have it at home, but you know Corain's beaten them at home earlier in the season, so mm. they'll they've, they've just got to go there and, and and have a go at it. They'll never have a better chance to. To, to pick up silverware well than they have at this moment in time. They've certainly got the squad to do it.
0: After what happened last season and Linfield caught Crusaders and then what happened on Saturday, squeaky bump time a little bit at Seaview.
2: It is again and I think if they had picked up that result on Saturday at, at Cliftonville, I, I didn't see any way back for the other teams. I thought if they can beat Cliftonville today, I really think Crusaders will go on and win it because they have those home games coming up. But now all of a sudden this result has maybe put a little bit of doubt in there. But it's how the players cope with that. It's how Stephen manages all that and that little bit of pressure. And, you know, they've got a lot of experience in that squad. I'm sure they can cope with it. I'm sure they've learned from last season.
0: The pain of last season yeah. will drive
2: them on. They won't want that to happen again. And I think their next two games coming up are Dungannon at home and Warren Point away, games that they should win. Yeah, before the split. Up, yeah. yeah. They pick up maximum points there and they can get a result against Coleraine at, at home in the first game of the split. It's uh, They'll be in a very strong position. But there's, a, there's still a lot of games to go, Jackie. Yeah.
0: Glenavon Avon 2, Glen Torren 2 and Big Ronnie what an impact he's
2: made a, <laughs> he's made a fantastic impact, he's, as I said last week in the show, he's just gone back to basics, he's playing a 4 they're playing with a little bit of freedom they're working hard um, great endeavour in the team, great desire um, and that's another good result for Glen Torren, they were 1-0 one behind against Glen Avon and recently in games like that they just would have folded but they fought them, fought their way back Got two one in front, and unfortunately, let in a late goal. But it's a good result for Glenhorn and you know it kept them unbeaten in three under Ronnie, and he'll be pleased with how they're going. But I just think watching them last night against a really good team in Korea in the Irish Cup, they had they worked really hard. They just lacked that little bit of quality, I think, in the, in the final third. Other than Curtis Allen, you know, they don't really seem yeah. to have that goal. Threat. He's scoring for fun at the minute. I'm is. glad to say he is, but but certainly Big Ronnie's got them playing and. You know, he'll be hoping that continues. And as I said, there's a real buzz about the place with, with Ronnie in charge.
0: It's amazing. I mean, Glenn Torrance were faltering most of the season. And then you bring in an experienced manager like Ronnie, it's the new manager syndrome. And uh, he's unbeaten in three league okay. Who wins in a draw?
1: <clears throat> Again, you know, Warren Point have a new manager as well. I know we're saying Crusaders should win against yeah. Dungannon and Warren Point. But mm. we don't know what Warren Point team could turn up. So, like you can say, there's still a lot of football to be played. but Ronnie's experienced, he knows what it takes to saddle teams or get the best out of teams. Him and Kieran Harding, Kieran's a brilliant coach. I was with him mm. at Carrick. You know, everything's hard work, they're but it's good all team. football related, they are. And yeah. um it's very simple instructions to get across yeah. and they don't make it too complicated, I wouldn't think so anyway, you know, so maybe that's why they're picking things up. Footballers aren't the brightest, as you know, Jack. Well <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll not comment Except on that. Except for Ian Lee Except for us, three. <laughs> <laughs> Linfield 2, Carrick Nil, much as expected. And a much-needed win for the Blues.
2: Yeah, because I mentioned last week again that they've lost more home games this season than they have done in, in previous years. <coughs> you know, it's, it's it's a game that they should be picking up maximum points in. And that, that, uh, the standout moment in the game was a fantastic goal from, from Jimmy Mulgrew, the, the goal in that game. But again, three points that they should be picking up against Carrick at home. And a welcome win for them
0: there. Big downer, though, with uh, Andy Waterworth going off in the first half with a back injury, I believe.
2: Yeah, Andy's sort of... He was fantastic last season. We all know, you know, his form at the end of the season probably won Linfield the, the double. But this season's been stop-start for him, and obviously he lost Paul Smith. So a lot of that pressure to get goals was on Andy Waterworth. But he missed the early part of the season with a knee injury, That's right. and he's came back, and he's just never really got going this season. And now he's picked up another little injury. So really enforcing for him, and, you know, he'll he'll be hoping to get fresh over over this summer again and have a good charge out of the game next year because we all know the quality he possesses.
0: And Carrick uh, needs to start winning.
2: Yeah, it's been a difficult season for, for Carrick, and you know, just obviously and Mallard's way adrift at the bottom of the table, and only for that Carrick could have found themselves down there, and they've found results hard to come by. And you know, I know Davy Michael working as hard as he can with the players he has, and it's been been difficult for him. And you know, they've got to go to Cliftonville and start again. So no easy games for them.
0: Mm. And Ballinamallard nil, <coughs> Arts four. And with a heavy heart, uh, manager Gavin Dykes has walked. He's walked away.
2: Yes, and we had Gavin was on the show recently, and you know, great a character, man. a really good mm-hmm. man, and he, he he was telling us about the relationships he had within the club and how hard he was working and how much passion he had for the job. But you know, so it's sad to see him go. But ultimately, results. It's a results business, and they they're unable to get enough results and he brought in a few players around January and got a little bit of a response in January yeah. but since then they've really struggled again and he's just probably thought he's taken them as far as he can and it's maybe time for someone new but wish Gavin all the best in, in his future but you know balna and now they look to be too far adrift and it looks like relegation for them now
0: mm. balna two wins in 30 league games it's a tough gig isn't it?
1: It's, it's real hard and not being funny it doesn't have the facilities and the welcoming that they have, you know, it's such an easy place to go and play. The pitch is always lovely immaculate. People, great yeah. pitch. And everything's dead friendly and it's nice, you know, whereas you go to somewhere like Korean and it's maybe a you know, a, it's not the pitch isn't in the best condition, mm-hmm. the fans are on top of you, you know, they're aggressive towards you, it makes it tougher for you. Whereas battle of mallard, you can go down, you can enjoy yourself, it's a day out, you can down to play on a lovely pitch, you get the knock a ball about, you yeah. keep you know, keep balling. It's just one of those places you're treated really, really well. Maybe they should have made it a wee bit more mm-hmm. uncomfortable for opposition teams coming Yeah, in. Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, it's a big win for your mate, Cole Nixon at ours, isn't yeah, it? And they're, and yeah. And a hat-trick for one of my favourite players, Ross Clark.
2: Yeah, a really good hat-trick for Ross. He's been a good loan signing for ours. I think like, he's been very shrewd and some of the, the loanees he's brought in, and he's brought in some good young players who have mentioned previously on the show, and he's got a nice blend there. And ours are up the 8th now, and that's, that's a good result for them, and that's a good position for them to be in the table.
0: Yeah, I think they're safe enough. Uh, so let's take a look at the uh, standings in the Danske Bank Premiership. There we are, as we said, two points separate at the top two, Crusaders, two points ahead of Coleraine. Then a 12-point gap to Glenavion third. They're still in the Euro slot. Linfield, mm, just four points away in fourth place. They'd be desperate to make the European money cut there. Clifton fifth, Glen Toron. Eight points behind Cliffville in sixth place. That's the top six. Then we have uh, Ballamina faltering at the moment on 38. Ours 33. Duncan Swift's 32. And then the bottom three, there's a bit of a gap down to them. 11 points. We find Warren Point 21. Carrick 17. And as we were saying, Gavin Dykes has left and they are seven points adrift at the very bottom. Gavin Dykes, a good man. We wish you well, Gavin, to get back into the game. Barry, it's a good race, isn't it? We it's thank r- rain for that, for making a, a good race.
1: Well, definitely, you know, um, it's brilliant for neutrals. You know, obviously being back at Cliftonville now, I, wish we could have been a wee bit closer, but we will have a say on, you know, where the trophy ends up. I think we'll have uh, uh, Crusaders at Seaview. I'm not too sure where the Rain one will be, but... Um, Two big games for us, mm. and at the end of the day, because we have a, a semi final coming up and hopefully a final, it'll um, it'll give us something to play for. You know, players will still be playing for places and stuff like that, so there's no reason for our players to take their foot off the of gas.
0: And those
1: games will have a big, big say in where it goes.
0: But if you get to the final, could they take their foot off the gas a little bit?
1: I think Clifton will have to learn from what happened to us. You know, when we won the mm. the double, some said we were out partying too much, but we weren't. You know, it was just. We're, oh, you weren't? the team, OK. The, the team, well, but we did part, <laughs> you don't get me wrong, but the, what happened, I remember I was going to the Oval and five or six of us were sitting in a stand watching, you know, maybe the week before a cup final, when probably the best thing would have been done to get another game on the air belt, or yeah. maybe take a few important players off, not like myself, but the like of Liam Boyce and, you know, Joe, people who probably could have Joe done normal, with the minutes. Yeah. And uh, so I think Cliff mull have learned from them, I hope they've learned. And we, we keep uh, strong teams going out every week, you know, if, if we do get to the final.
0: OK, let's uh, turn the spotlight on Barry, your coach. Did you ever see the day you'd be a coach? I
1: always wanted to do, always tortured Tommy Braslin. I told him once I get my licence I'll be canvassing for him to get the sack, you know, so... <laughs> that's just, I always always wanted to run, it's Cliff ball, so... That's I'm not going to the Adam Barry by the way, you know. <laughs> he has my he has my trust at the minute, you know. So <laughs> you um,
0: heard that, Barry. <laughs> uh,
1: um, he's given me a chance and I'm determined to take it, you know, and see how far I can go.
0: Yeah. Where are you with your badges?
1: Uh just on my B and I'm reg- I'll I'll be registering for me, a university degree I'm doing at the minute with the IFA. Put you through your A licence so I'm doing that.
0: There's the A and what do you need to manage?
1: You need your pro, pro. To, to be in the Europe. Yeah, so
0: Yeah. I'll be going So, for that. Uh, do you f- fancy being a manager one day?
1: Uh, well, I've no hair to lose, so you know I've nothing to lose, way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, say your hair falls out when you're a manager. Definitely, I'd love to give it a, you know, give it a crack and see what see what it can do. And I seem to get good reactions off players and stuff like that, there. So I wouldn't mind a crack at it.
0: Go right back as a boy. Where did you play? Where did it all start? And- were you a midfielder then? And
1: no, I was a right-back. I played for Celtic Boys and then Man United School of Excellence. And I played the same team as David Healy and Warren Feeney and Arne Hughes, you know, players like that. And I was just a right-back. And I don't know, right midfield, it was never fast or anything. Or, so I don't know what it was. You know, you know, usually you need a pace to be a winger. But um, I just ended up in centre midfield probably because it was slow. Like yeah. Lieber ended up there too. You <laughs> so, weren't as slow as <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> but um. That's where I just ended up, and uh, I think it was after I broke my leg. I ended up in centre midfield because I lost that half yard of pace that I never had. <laughs> so, what, what age were you uh, when
0: you broke your leg?
1: Uh, 18, I think, 17 or 18. Dear, dear. I broke it, uh, but then I came back. It was probably the best thing ever happened. I was too cocky for me own good, I'm trying to not make people. A big fella broke my leg, so I deserved it, you know, one of those ones. you being can- learned my cocky, yeah. I don't no. see
0: that. <laughs> 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 I learned
1: my lesson, and I came back and worked hard to get back. You know, pretty much like Ryan, Catney and I. You know, obviously I was a bit younger when I done it, so it's easier. But yeah, you know, got back and I, I got a wee break just with Cliftonville when I was a kid, and that was it. Marty Quinn kind of looked after yeah, me. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, how would you get to Cliftonville?
1: Yeah, uh, from Celtic Boys, I think. Um, Jim Heaney, he was our manager. He ended up taking the teens, the strollers, ironically, mm-hmm. who I was coaching there to the start a year, and he asked me to come over. Just and that was it. I just I was fifteen or sixteen playing there, and then Marty Quinn threw me in on a boxing day derby
0: you were only a
1: kid just 16 I'll never forget it you know the walls being so close and all to the pitch mm. and it was gone like of it was gone 40 I think it lasted 50-60 minutes it was took off and he probably never picked me again for 6 or 7 months you know but it was it was it just it was like a whirlwind it was like a hurricane
0: yeah, you'd remember that and then uh, it was off to America was
1: it and then it's I broke a leg and then, you know, it was a bit, I was timid then, believe it or believe it or not. was not, I wasn't fond of a tackle or anything like that, Jackie, so I went over to the States. I, I know the time, I, I was a winger. <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, it was a good place for, you know, to get your confidence and all back up, it was less physical, it yeah. was, you could go and get on the ball, you would loads of time, and then just two years living as a student, it was no good Yeah, thing. where was that? That was in Mississippi, it was about an hour away from New Orleans, so.
0: It was the a good, deep side. Uh, and what was the football like, the standard?
1: It was very good. We were all internationals, you know, um, Brazilians, Jamaicans, um, South Africans. So it was a good mix and it was good different people, obviously, you know, mingling with them and stuff like that there. And me and a fellow, Noel Monaghan, he played for Crusaders, actually, went out together. So it was mm-hmm. very
0: good. It was, it was a brilliant experience. And you learned a lot there, did you, about the game?
1: About the game, certainly not in school. I wasn't in most of the classes, but um, <laughs> definitely football ways. It was. Um, that's when I started to play centre midfield. So, you know, yeah, I, I learned an awful lot playing there, and there was older players. because it it's a four-year thing, you know, like you're freshman, and then they were seniors. Mm-hmm. So you were able to learn off the older players in the team. So it was very good. It was a good experience.
0: And then I was back home.
1: <laughs> back home in a phone corner straight away, and up the cold rain I went with the same cars Paddy McAllister this was from my sins by the way Sean Armstrong Jodie Tolan uh, wee Fran Murphy so it was us all big down, players
0: for uh, at that time
1: unbelievable literally Sean was big guy so <laughs> it was absolutely the best he said that Sean <laughs> he's not nice nah, he's lost some big man's plan but it was some experience you know going up in that car and being around they were all winners you know Paddy was a winner Jodie oh, yeah but Julie Tone was the worst in training I've ever seen in my life. I'm sure he was the Glens. Mm-hmm.
0: Clever little player, though. He just had
1: to win. Everything he had to win, so it was good to learn off him as well, you know, mm-hmm. going from the technical stuff in the States to you know, the rough and tumble back in the League of, of seeing them guys who just wanted to win all the time.
0: So my big mate, Marty Quinn, had quite an influence in your career. Oh,
1: i seen him at Freddie Jardine's funeral last week and I still, you know, he gets the ultimate respect from me. And every time I see him, I have to give him a big hug and a squeeze. And he's just, a,
0: He's just a legend. He's a great man. Great. Right. I always remember the team winning the 1998 league title. I was there that day. And I was so pleased for him. And they had to wait about nearly an hour for the Linfield result of Rain, sure. which I think he a full off box later. of
1: cigarettes that day, Marty, did he? <laughs> 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 With Mickey <Donnelly> between them.
0: <laughs> so what after Clifton? then? Or after Colerain? After
1: it was, um, it was, I think it was near three years there. It was a brilliant club, by the way, you know, unbelievable treated absolutely fantastic Coops the kit man always looked after us and stuff he was absolutely unbelievable and then it was just the, the travelling and all got to me and that got to me but Paco had left he'd went to Newry yeah. Jody was away to Glen Thorne, so mm-hmm. I just thought ugh, you know I was doing it by myself and it was hard so Tommy Breslin and Eddie Patterson Jared Lawler phoned me and asked me about to go and meet them it was Damon's and Kenny Shields was at Lawrence so it was between them two and I just thought you know why not go back to Cliftonville? It's handy, and I knew everyone. So I just went from there, and it was the best decision I made.
0: It certainly was. Two league titles, many uh, league cups, two, two league, cups. league cups, yeah. Uh, about four shields and losing two Irish Cup finals.
1: And hopefully we will put that right this year. But it was, it was unbelievable. But it wasn't always good. You know, I remember being there when the stadium was getting redone. The pitch was a bog, and it was a red board behind the goal. You know, we weren't great. But we were. Bang average, but in fairness, Eddie and Tommy always tried to play football the right way, which suited. Yes. You know the way. Mm-hmm. Blake Like myself, Conor George McMullen, and Skinnell. We Fran Murphy, like the pitch was an absolute bog, and the shorts were all a spotless white. You know, <laughs> he just glided over the pitch, no dirt, no nothing. <laughs> so, that was brilliant. You know, even you enjoyed your football then. Even though you weren't winning titles, like I'm sure you were winning titles then. But it was um, it was a brilliant camaraderie and brilliant crack, and we just built on it. You know, year on year, and thankfully. It, it ended up being successful.
0: Yeah, you'll remember their back to back titles. You'd be playing against them. They they were a good outfit.
2: Yeah, and I was obviously at Crusaders at that time, Jackie, and we were the team that was closest to catching them. And no matter how many times we played them over those couple of seasons, we just we just couldn't beat them. They just had that little edge on us at that time. As I, as I mentioned, some of the players, everyone talks about, you know, uh, Liam Boyce and Joe Gormley and fifty goals between them, which is so important. But they just had quality. That well, as you say, the spine of the team, yeah,
0: and from the goalkeeper out,
2: yeah, they were a really good side, you know, one of the best sides over the last 10 15 years. They were excellent quality, and for those two two seasons, they just clicked and they were better than everybody else. And you know, they, they just need to get back to something similar to that again. They've certainly got potential, Cliftonville, within their mm-hmm. squad to, to, to go and do something again with the players that they have. But that team was so formidable, really good side under Tommy Brezen, and Tommy's another
0: character it's missed out of the Irish League. I was gonna to say Tommy Brass is a super wee man and super manager obviously.
1: Unbelievable I was still texting Tommy right regularly, you know, last he says we are making this look easy, you know, after the Crusaders game the other night. But <laughs> Tommy knows Tommy just got the best out of you because he just he was so relaxed and so easy going, never get flustered, never get annoyed. Even when he dropped you, you know he made you feel good about yourself. I remember going against Dungannon, I like got player of the month you know, for November. And he came up to me and he says, come put his arm around me and says, Listen Congratulations, you got Player of the Month for November. I mean, geez, that's brilliant. He says you're not playing today. You're dropped. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, cheers, <laughs> you know, so he, he was still cruel feel as well, <laughs> cruel, cruel and kind at the same time. But what a man, you know. He he just had us all relaxed. But that that team, the work rate that we put in the first twenty minutes, half hour. You know, I t- touched on it earlier. Even for Ronan Skinnell, you know, was such a great ball player, Liam Boyce, Joe Gormley. We, Marty Donnelly and all, you know, yeah. see no matter what, it was relentless pressure for the first 20, 25 minutes we were, we worked so hard.
0: It must have been a joy playing at that time.
1: It was, it was unbelievable, like, you know, like, it used to take us 45 minutes, or 45 minutes even driving back from, say, Lurgan, north to Belfast, because you weren't allowed to drive over 40 million an hour, it was one of our rules, so whoever was a designated driver had to sit and listen to all us, sitting and having a beer on the way back from three <laughs> months. <laughs> The cold rain it took us near three hours getting home. Me and George McMullen in the car, it was unbelievable. You know, the why camaraderie, are you
0: not allowed to drive over 40 minutes, so then? the
1: boys in the back could drink more beer. You know, your <laughs> missus was sitting wondering where you were, <laughs> why you were coming in in such a state. You're only <laughs> playing in Lurgan but
0: disciplined it was disciplined athlete uh, It
1: was, um, the camaraderie and all was unbelievable. And to be fair, it was probably the first time that. All the players bought into it. If, if Bresley had a told us not to, you know, like the behaviour selves at the end, that was it. You know, there was no messing about it. Was, it was fully focused and fully professional and it, it did pay off.
0: Yeah. I have to say, Tommy Breslin, the manager, when I would go to the Cliffhall match and I'd say, Tommy, I need you today. You're closing in and winning the title. I need you win, lose, or draw. And you know what it's like when a manager loses, he doesn't want anyone. He says, No problem, Jackie. Mm-hmm. I says, Even if you lose, he says, it's only a game of football. And he had that sort of lovely chilled uh, feel about him and it paid off, obviously. But I think he, the players... I really commend
1: the Archangels for the pizza at the, after the end of the game. Well, I did. Oh, you used to time. say to me before I started the games, keep me a few slices, won't you, for after the game? <laughs> You're giving away a lot of secrets here.
0: <laughs> what were the main highlights over the years?
1: I was winning the two league championships were brilliant you know and then the champions league games the one at celtic was that like the, the the best thing that's happened to me bar my kids and you know getting married for a
0: Clifford player to play at parkhead yeah, that's something isn't uh, it
1: but i'm celtic daft you know all my life yeah so you know the chance to get out of celtic park in an actually competitive game you know something that meant something was it was unbelievable
0: what was the noise like the atmosphere?
1: That uh, was class, you know. Ryan Catney was shouting at me because I was talking to Scott Brown, you know, because I was, I was in awe, awe Ryan Cattley, Top players always speak oh, to each other. But you stop <laughs> I, would, would you stop talking to him? You're doing my head. Like,
0: <laughs> the downside, you've had the disappointment of losing cup finals. How difficult is that?
1: I it's soul destroying, you know. It was the one that you wanted to win so much, you know, to make it to have all the medals. I was in the Korean squad won it but it was in the stand you know what I mean It was told that morning sit beside you know, Jimmy and has been Fran Murphy <laughs> <laughs> big Sean well, Armstrong so, so I'll get that medal off him someday I'll tell you but uh, it, was, it was God-wrenching it was absolutely heartbreaking and then to be on the pitch twice it's probably the two worst games I've ever had at Windsor Park you know the two fans, so they did pass me by and, but you can't really look on the bad things you know I had so many good times I'm not going to yeah. let them defend me
0: yeah Uh <laughs> It's been quite a journey. You must have enjoyed eighty percent of it.
1: I got all, to be honest with you. You know, you can look back and you can laugh. I remember, it, was it Ryan Capney had a free kick at, against Crusaders you know, the Crusaders final, and I, I, still, I think it still hasn't landed. You know, you hit it that hard <laughs> over over the stadium. Now you can look back and laugh at it because you're done and dusted. But <laughs> you, I wouldn't change a single thing. You know. Yeah.
0: But well, you have to take the downs as exactly, as well as the ups. Exactly. Yeah, and you've had many times you break your legs?
1: Broken kneecap and broken leg.
0: So you have some sympathy for Ryan No, Catney. I've got no sympathy off me, no. Right. <laughs> uh, just thinking about Cattney, and you were so close on the pitch as well as off, as I know, is that difficult for you going back in now as a coach and you're here really and he's a player?
1: No, it's not at all, you know.
0: You're, there are a lot of the players there you played with.
1: Cat's are still a still on mate and... Joe, Joe was younger, obviously, and Rory Danley was younger. You know, Jay Donnelly was coming through. Tomas was there. Cosgrove. But, yeah, but they um, they all still respect you and stuff because they knew what I was like to change I mean, Not much has changed that way, you know. I still like a laugh, but when it comes down to it, hmm. you know that like myself, George, Mark Smith, Ron Scanell, Eamon Sadek, we all wanted to work hard. So it's alright having a laugh, but every night in training, you you have to get something out of it, or else it's it's not worth going. And that's the type of thing that it's put across, and the players know that. I would not ask anything more off anyone that I wouldn't give myself. I wouldn't do myself.
0: You're 37 now, and you're at university. <laughs> Tell us about that, Barry. I called in to see
1: Dermot O'Carroll one day. I had to leave a match card in, you know, from the under-18 game, and I seen Dermot O'Carroll and I seen a wee leaflet, you know, from Ulster University, offering a degree, but the through the IFA, you know, coaching and business management, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, well make an inquiry about this, it seems interesting, and I spoke to Kyle Ferguson, who runs it, and I don't think he accepted me on my grades from school, I think he just, <laughs> <laughs> like he just winged it, and uh, in, fur- in fairness, he's brilliant with me, <laughs> you know, academically he knows I'm not the greatest, but he's a lot of time and a lot of patience with me, so it's a brilliant degree so far. And, um, How long does it last? It's four years, it's part-time, and I've four just years. finished my first my first year, so, and next year it puts me through my, my A licence, so it's you. brilliant. It's uh, brilliant.
0: So when you qualify as a coach, you'll be qualifying in business management. You can take, you can buy the club at Cliff Villa.
1: leaper has got a business; he can employ me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dagwin Cadell told me the money's no good; he's working for him. <laughs> but uh, Barry, top man, thank you very much indeed. We finish with a look at the fixtures for this Saturday, St Patrick's Day, and uh, all six games are at three o'clock. The odds are supplied by Bette McLean. Crusaders one to four, and Galen Swift eight to one.
2: Yeah, Crusaders need to bounce back. It's you know the two point gap now, and it's a, it's a game that they, they really need to win this week. And you'd expect them to win at home to Dungannon. I think it's a game that was a draw earlier in the season. That game, so Crusaders will be wary of that. Mm, they all know they've got to go out and have the right attitude and get the right result this Saturday.
0: Ards five to one against Coleraine, two to five.
2: Ards again are on the, coming off the back of a good result last week, and Cole are obviously on a great yes, run. It's a wee
0: banana skin that one, isn't it? It, it
2: is. If, if their attitude again is not right, it, and you know on the 3G pitch as well, but Coleraine are a good side. They've got some really good players. I'm really impressed with Macaulay and, and Bradley and Lands, people like that. And they're so so solid at the back.
0: So Bradley last Saturday, Owen, Skinner. Yeah. What a beast to play it's against.
2: Such a so Coleraine, you know, if they're good players or on form, they should get three points.
0: Glenavon in third place are one to six against bottom team Balna-Mallard eleven to one. Should be a home win. Yeah, we mentioned
2: <laughs> earlier Ballymullard sort of bit of disarray. Manager's gone. Still no wins uh, in a long time, and Avon they need to pick up a result again to, to mm-hmm. keep that third place. So Avon should win that one.
0: I'm not asking you about these, Barry, because as a player and coach, you're not allowed to gamble. Okay. Big two derby. One to two Linfield in fourth, sixth place. Glen Torran, very generous nine to two.
2: Yeah, it's a big odds for Glen Torran, and they're playing well at this moment in time, Jackie. They're, oh, big
0: Ronnie has them up and they, they running.
2: All, they're really up for games. The crowds behind them. Linfield, on the other hand, they're you know they've been they've been poor to say the least. They're out of the Irish Cup this week. There's a little bit of pressure there for the Linfield players, so that'll be a tight game. And you know, it's Glen are capable of going there and getting something, mm. but Linfield will be wanting to bounce back for their. The recent poor results, and you know, David Haley will be looking for a response from them.
0: They certainly will. Uh, Carrigan eleventh, they're five to one against uh, Barry's Cliftonville. Well, not yet, but someday. <laughs> they're in fifth place, at two to five favourites. You would think they would be.
2: You would think so, but again, as Barry mentioned earlier, the only thing that can, can beat them, you know, is, is attitude. And again, it's a difficult pitch to go and play on. And Carrigan, you know, the weather's not going to be great this week, and it could be a heavy pitch, so that could be a bit of a leveler, but. You know, on their day Clifton Ball should, should be looking to go there and get three points
0: and finally Bellamy United 4-7 to favourites at home to Warren Point here in 10th place 7-2 to two. another little banana skin for United really
2: potentially and I think there was a draw earlier in the season at 3-8 at the, at the showgrounds between those two sides but again Warren Point Matthew Tipton's left recently and new managers c- come in there and they're struggling a bit themselves, and, and Ballymena, I think Ballymena need to get a, They need this result this week. They they have still aspirations of top six, and they need to get a win this we week. They
0: certainly do. All right, now, time for our charity bet, kindly supplied, a £50 double, kindly supplied by Beth McLean, and it's for our chosen ch- charity of Heartbeat for Children up at the Clark Clinic Children's Hospital at the Belfast Royal Victoria Hospital. We ha- we haven't won the first two weeks, so sorry to all at the Clark Clinic. Paul, what do you think?
2: <laughs> I'm going to go for Balamina, Jackie. You're Balamina,
0: four to seven. Four to seven. Yeah. You could maybe go for Glen Torrent, but because I'd like to try and win some money for the charity, Balamina, four to seven, I would go for... Uh, rain down at arts 2 to 5 so that's 70 that would be £110 that would be £60 profit something like that I don't even gamble, you see the way I worked it out there <laughs> <laughs>
2: we just need a win Jackie
0: <laughs> but, uh, and let's hope we can come up trumps for our charity and uh, that's it hope you've enjoyed the programme Barry Johnson, special guest good to see you again kid a living legend. Somebody has written that down here. A living legend. Paul Lehman, and I'm Jackie Fuller. And uh, get out there, support your local team, and enjoy it. You will. See you next time. Bye bye.